6 o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Uh, yeah, we've got eight. This is the there nine left. Nine in the universe of these left. And uh, then, sadly, Mutiny Radio will be closing. And, and that's sad. But, you know, we all have to move on with our lives. Uh, so I'm so excited. There's three people in the audience tonight that have actual souls. Thank you so much for being here. Without you, this is schizophrenia. So thank you for being here. It's really important to the six comics that we have on the list and seven, including me. But we'll just get started because it's six o'clock and you're all here. So your first comedian, a lovely human being, very funny man. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Hey, I went down. What's up, everybody? How are we? Party time. Let's do it. Um, I am a, I'm a white guy. I am white. I know I'm a tough nut to crack, but I am. Uh, yeah, I got to do my part to be supportive of other cultures every time I, 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 every opportunity I get. I do that by going to authentic Mexican restaurants. That's how I do it. You know, changing the world one gordita at a time. All right. Not all wear, heroes wear capes for sure. No, that's not it though. I go and I always make a point to, to get the food extra spicy because I want them to know that I'm a different type of white. You know, I want them to know I can handle it. And they're always like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be no problema, Juanita. I can take it for sure. And then I take a bite and I immediately go into acid reflux and I get anal fissures for two days. But as long as I'm known as one of the good gringos at Chipotle, I get my respect, okay? Good, good. There's laughter in my head, so that's all that matters. Uh, I just went to the dentist like a week ago. I went to the dentist. Uh, I still go to my childhood dentist. Uh, I always forget as a child dentist when, until I walk in and I see a zebra on a surfboard in a painting. And I'm like, I have a college degree. I don't know why I'm here. And I don't like how they talk to me at the dentist. They talk to me like I am a kid. They're like, are we flossing, Ian? I'm like, we went to high school together, Michael. So, you know, respect me a little bit here. The, the, the toothpaste options also are like bubble gum and cookie dough. I'm like, I don't think I should be here anymore. <laughs> I just don't like being treated like a kid there. I don't like it at all. And then I go to pay for it. And they're like, actually, your insurance doesn't cover this anymore. That'll be $300. And I'm like, goo goo gaga, I'm a baby. I have no money. Um, okay. I am a, I, I'm a tall person. I'm 6'1 and tall. Uh, I, I like being tall. I like hanging out with short people a lot because all decisions just get deferred to me. I think that's cool. Like, just because I'm tall, they're like, whatever this guy does, we're doing it. You know, I, if I walk in a direction, that's just where we're going now. Everybody just agrees to it. That's great. It's like Gandalf leading the hobbits through the Misty Mountains. It's a wonderful thing. I do love short people. They're, great. they're a great group. I don't like when they call themselves short kings, though. I never really understood the whole short kings thing. It's not that flattering of a title to me. It's like, do you want to be a short king? It's like, the sire needeth a booster throne. You know, no one wants to be that. Doth thou needeth a piggyback ride around the castle? No. You don't want to be a short king. I don't think it's a good title. I also don't like when people add fractions to their height. I never really understood that. Add fractions to their height. Like every time a dude is like, I'm five, five and three quarters. I'm like, oh, you want your diaper changed too? Because that's how babies talk. That's not, you're an adult. You shouldn't be adding fractions to your height. Also, what girl is like, I don't date guys that are five fives. Like, oh, five, five and three quarters? Let me put that short king up my cooter. Let's get this done right now. I'm in a, I'm in a long distance relationship. And uh, 
it starts to feel like I'm just in a relationship with my phone. That's what it feels like at this point. Like every, she's in every app. I can't escape her at all. You know, the one good part is, is we never fight because there's a mute button. So that's the best part, I think. But now it's at a point like when she comes back, I feel like I'm just in a, like a love triangle with my girlfriend and my phone. I'm like, I don't know who's who anymore. I'm trying to bridge the gap. So I sat her down one day and I was like, I think we should add a third to the bedroom. And I just held up a photo of her on my phone. I was like, let's do it. And then she did the same thing and it was a photo of Obama. And I'm like, all right, yes, we can. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, have a, I have a very old car. I have a car, I have a car from 1993. It's older than me. It's a very old vehicle. And uh, <laughs> it's cool, though, because it's, it's kind of got a built-in security system where you need to know, like, 10 things about the car before you can even start it. Like, if you can figure out how to steal it, it's yours, you know? It's kind of like King Arthur's sword, you know, like the sword in the stone. It's like, if you could pull it out, you get bequeathed fucking 18 miles per gallon. Congratulations. You could take it. And what are you going to do, resell it? There's no resale value for something that was called a jalopy when it was made. So I don't think you're going to get any money from that. Okay? All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Keep your hands clapping for Ian Langlands. Hooray. Uh, your next comedian has become a stalwart of Mutiny Radio. It's lovely that she's here. Put your hands together for Melissa Christine. Down and the flames went higher and it burns, burns. Thanks for being here. So... There is a man, and we've been on many dates, and I don't hate him. I still like him. I feel like that's applause-worthy. <laughs> like, this has not happened in years. Thank you, Jake Stenson. He He's very sweet. He has big dick energy. Like, he drives a Volkswagen Golf. That car is reliable and adorable. This man is secure. Like I said, he's sweet. He calls me beautiful a lot. And I know that's nice, but it kind of makes me feel weird. So I told him that, like, hey, I actually feel kind of uncomfortable with that. Like, I just don't identify with it. You know, I'd rather be funny than beautiful. He took that in, looked me in the eye, stroked my cheek and said, you look really funny tonight. And the man can take feedback. So he might be a keeper. But it, it's been years. Like, I have not been in a relationship in a long time. So I'm trying to have a healthy relationship with myself. Like, I'm my own partner. And I kind of act that out sometimes. You know, I did the dishes, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Melissa, you crushed that workout today. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we did. High five. Pump myself up. They're like, I'm so drunk, Melissa. Oh, that's so weird. Me too. I get so horny when I'm drunk. I'm like, what? We have that in common. Do you like when I stroke your hair? You know I do. You're beautiful. Just tell me that I'm funny. You're funny. Oh, I love you. Let's go to the bedroom. No, I can't wait. Let's do it on the couch. But my roommate, I've known your body 37 years. This won't take long. You're so bad. No, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. Stop. Stop. 
You know what I just remembered, Melissa? That we're on stage at Mutiny Radio? Yes. Uh, I know what you must be thinking. How is she not married? (laughs) She seems so healthy (laughs) and attractive and like she'd really be a good mother. I think so. You know, people sometimes like make assumptions about you without knowing you. You know, like a lot of people kind of just assume that I'm nice. I hate that. I hate when people think they know who you are just because of like what you look like and how you talk to them and how you treat people and how you generally act and carry yourself through the world. You don't know me. The worst part is I'm nice. I am nice. I'm nice. I, I tip really well. You know, I always help bag my groceries. Slept with all my bumble dates. You know, that's just polite. And I was raised right. And thank you so much, Uni Radio. I'm Melissa Christine. Have a good rest of your night. Melissa Christine, everyone. She loves herself, and that is a beautiful thing. And you still have hope. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he just came to us by way of London, so that's exciting that he's new in town. Clap your hands together for Sean Barrow. Bound by wild desire. Yeah, that's uh, kind of been really fun that as soon as I mentioned people I used to live in London, about half the people just respond, why the fuck did you come here? Like, great way to be welcome to the city. But before I get into this, I got some bad news um, for y'all. I don't know what happens when you die. Um, I know that a lot of you were expecting Monday night that a slightly schlubby guy with a horrible haircut was going to be able to tell you what happens when you die. But I'm sad to say, I really don't know. Although apparently I'm the only one because everybody else is convinced they know what happens when when you die especially when you tell them someone that you care about just died. It's basically two camps. One, you got like the hardline atheist, nothing happens, your father's dead, he's in the ground, he's rotting and worms are eating him right now. Or you get the other one, which is the people who are, say the following, I don't want you to worry, because right now, right after he died, he's with God. And I like that those are the only two options we seem to have, nothing or the best seat in the house. And you know nothing about my father. He could have dealt heroin to school children, but you're instantly convinced after meeting me, best seat in the house. And it kind of frustrates me, this expression, meeting with God. Like, I'm not clear exactly what happens. Like, you get to heaven, are there, are there conference rooms in heaven? You get kind of shuffled in, you know, the first day at a new job, you're just there. God finally appears gives a speech for about a minute and a half, and then the next two hours are an angel you've never heard of telling you the rules of heaven. The other thing is that pretty much everybody I've noticed, the more convinced they are that heaven is real, the less likely they're actually going to be an applicable candidate for it. It's like all of your friends in life are like, heaven's real, man. you got to believe in a higher power. you got to believe in God. I'm like, you have a prison sentence, two DUIs, and three kids you never talked to. You want to hope there's not a heaven. 
let's see what else is going on. The other thing is there's always people convinced that they're going to get to meet all their favorite people. They're just like, oh, you know, you go to heaven, you get to meet all oh, the great minds of history, you know, Einstein, Socrates, Gandhi. And I'm like, why do you think successful people are going to want to hang out with you? It's always friends of mine who are like failures at something in life who are convinced they're going to get to meet the top of the industry when they die. Like, I think that would be hell. Imagine if you were Einstein. You're considered the smartest man your entire life. You help Oppenheimer kill a lot of Japanese people. And then somehow, you still get into heaven. But then the rest of eternity, dumb failures want to come to talk to you. That would basically be the definition of hell if you were a successful person. The other thing is that people who barely know you, the other thing that they're convinced of is they're like, oh, you know, my father's in heaven right now. And he knows that I know you, that I like you. So I'm sure as soon as you got to heaven, my father was waiting to greet your father. Really? That's how you view heaven? As a really horrible cocktail party where you're forced to make friends with your friends' friends? Has anyone ever been to a Christmas or New Year's party at work? How would you describe that, that experience? Hell. But that your friends are convinced that that's what's going to happen in heaven. All right. My name is Sean Barron. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much. Sean Barron, everyone. Proving that Jean-Paul Sartre was right. Hell is other people. Your next comedian, one of my favorite people on the scene. He's actually headlining Cobbs on December 10th. That's a Sunday. Get your tickets now. And put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. Oh, but the fire went wild. do a Paul Robertson, but as a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, so I'm the funnest one in the room. That's, that's not even a debate. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to wear this the whole time, uh, but just uh, I'm a SoundCloud Raptor. Uh, it's, it's good. Just, you know, just appreciate it. Uh, I'm a dog per I'm a dog person. Um you know, it I and that's a more serious question than it used to be. Like when someone asks, "Are you a dog? Is anyone here a dog person?" Great. One person very confident. Everyone else hates dogs. It used to be a, a very simple conversation in the 50s. It would just be two people walking up to each other. It's like, hey, are you a dog person? Of course I'm a dog person. I'm not a communist. All right. Have a good day in America. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. And I think that's what the 50s were, uh, just in summary. But now it's a real question. When people ask, are you a dog person? They're really asking, are you going to kill me and make a tracksuit out of my skin? Like, it's the Jeffrey Dahmer litmus test. Are you a dog person? Are you a, If they're asking if you're a cat person, that's a health check. They just want to make sure you're okay if you're a cat person. If they want to know if you're a lizard person, that's because they control the government. 
Okay, and then people are so worried. They're like, oh man, all the top leaders in the world are lizard people. Oh, it could be anybody. You don't think you would notice if someone was a lizard person? Just like if Joe Biden just ran around in the sun and then he paused in the shade, licked his own eyeballs? You would know, okay? It has, have you ever been to lunch with someone and they like, shed an entire layer of skin that might be eczema okay so don't don't be rude okay it has any of your friends legitimately ever say you should eat a cricket for alternative protein that person is a lizard that no real person would suggest that uh i do love dogs though okay um i love all kinds of dogs i love Pop dogs, underdogs, wiener dogs, bagel dogs, dog the bounty hunter, people that Randy Jackson told that was pitchy dog. Literally all of them, okay? I don't have any preference. I'm what they call in the medical community, uh, dog starved, okay? And that's not a cute way of saying that I eat dogs. I know I look like I eat dogs right now. Uh, but I don't, I promise being dog starved just means that I don't have a dog of my own so i love your dog more than you do and you just have to be okay with that because i need this right now okay uh how many you ma'am how many best friends do you have a couple how many give me a number two. Oh, that is a literal couple look at you uh, I have, according to Google, approximately, at any one point in time, 800 million best friends, okay? You have a MySpace top eight. I have a good boy top one million. Uh, 800 million way tie. Uh, sorry, I got my numbers mixed up. I, I, I have the brain the size of a walnut! Uh, <laughs> this may surprise you, uh, but... When I'm not disappointing you or my parents, uh, I play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what? No, I, I do. Uh, um, I take the time to disappoint the conservative Christian right. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know why the Christians hate Dungeons and Dragons so much. Is it like a board game thing? Like, is there, there's a preacher somewhere in Georgia going, Shoots! And ladders, the tools of the devil. Oh, Lord, are you black? Are you white? Are you a woman? Do you have a hat? Do you have a mustache? It does not matter, for God does not guess who. God knows who. Please turn to Hasbro 319. Do not waketh daddy. Do you guys know the board game Don't Wake Daddy? The fucking weird-ass board game, London. They play it there. Weird board game. Uh, it's, at, it's like there's so much unanswered questions in Don't Wake Daddy. Why are those kids awake? Where's mom? It's the, chill, it's the chilling prequel to the even darker board game, Can't Wake Mommy. Like real dark, real dark board game. They only sell it on Etsy with human hair dolls. It's a weird board game. Uh, but the reason that Christians hate Dungeons and Dragons is because it gives nerds a legitimate excuse to be psychopaths. You'd be like, hey, Tom, would you kill a man? 
Of course I'd never kill a man. That's against my moral code. Tom, here's a D20. Would you kill a man? I'd kill a man. I'd kill a hundred men. I'd slaughter their wives, take their pets, abandon them in a field hundreds of miles away, come back, burn down their village, and take everything they ever loved. Rule number one of Dungeons and Dragons. Loot the body. Nothing about tolerance. Nothing about nonviolent solutions. It's like, you killed that orc, turn out his pockets. What's he got? Don't walk a thousand miles in someone else's shoes. Unless you have severed them at the ankle. Waited an hour for appropriate magical attunement to wear off from the original user. And then you can walk as far as you want. Because those are plus two chainmail boots of twilight sundering. Bitch! And you know I know what I'm talking about, because there's someone in the audience like, oh, that's bullshit. That's, that's second party bullshit. Those aren't even the same classes of magic, nerd. Okay, thank you so much. I've been Spencer Devine. Yay, Spencer Devine, SoundCloud Raptor. Go see him at Cobb's Comedy Club Sunday, December 10th. Uh, your next comedian uh, runs a great show at, at, with Ian Langlands too at Mad Oak. Ch put your hands together, everyone, for Kelly Evans. Hearts like ours meet. So thank you, Pam. Um, I got. Uh, I, I feel like people don't really understand like political divisions much anymore. I had a friend recently say to me, "Is like I'm liberal. I voted for Biden. I got a bidet." It's like. <laughs> What? <laughs> what was the? What was that second part? He's like, I got a bidet. That's pretty liberal. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I I thought about that for a week and a half, and eventually I was like, actually, you know, it's pretty liberal. <laughs> it's kind of gay, actually. Uh, and some people are like, it's not. And I'm like, it is the way I do it for sure. I am. I'm in there for a while, you know, and I didn't poop. Honestly, I'm just exploring and. Uh, I'm just, I think it's the bridge for Republican. I think that's how we convert. Just buy them bidets and you're going to awaken some things inside yourself. You know, you're like, I do like that. That is cool, warm, reach around, whatever setting you like, you know, just. All right. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I feel like liberals, we need to get better at, at bullying because Republicans are really good at it. And Anytime there's like uh, like a verbal fist fight on social media, we just lose. Like libtard is just the perfect like it's the perfect insult because not only is it just so punchy, but also it's offensive because it uses the term tard. We don't have anything like that at all. Somebody said Republic cunt once, and I was like, that's good, and then they immediately got canceled right afterwards. And I was like, we need to get we, we need to get better at bullying as liberals, all right? We just got to embrace it a little bit. Every time I see someone post a photo of Donald Trump and underneath it, their caption is like, look at that tiny dick fat fuck. I'm like, yeah, let's go. All right, we can do it. You know, because like we try, we try to do smart insults like they're like Hitler. That's not that's not getting anybody. Do you know how many followers Hitler had? Very popular guy. Like, this is the age of social media. All right, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> um, let's see. I uh, I do wine tours for people, and so I take wealthy people out a lot, and they're very annoying sometimes um, and obnoxious. I, I had this French couple 
and I was trying to connect, you know, and we're driving and I'm like, oh, that winery is owned by the French champagne house, Tattinger. And then the guy was like, actually, it's Tattinger. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I just thought that was really annoying because he'd been mispronouncing words all day long. Just all day. He was like, I can't wait to go to the beach tomorrow. Mmm, the sand of the beach is very enjoyable. I didn't say anything, all right? I just left it alone the entire day. Not anymore. I don't fucking think so. So he finally said something again. It's like, uh, it's such a huge bitch we're going to. I'm like, actually, it's pronounced fucking bitch. Uh, you can see how I could have done that by accident. Um. Let's see. I uh, I was thinking about this recently that um, uh, all comedians have like dating jokes. How bad dating is, and that's because all comics are single, which makes complete sense because every night we do this, and we have no. We do every night. We don't do anything else. You ever want to go out at night? Fuck you. I got to perform in front of nine people in a bowling alley. All right, it's more important than what you want to do. You're like, I found a really cool tapas restaurant. It's like, I have to perform at a water treatment plant in Hayward right now, okay? Let me chase my dream. You fucking, you're killing me. All right, that's, that's, that has some legs. Um, I got one minute. Let's do something else new. Um, all right, so, no, nah, I don't want to do sex workers. That's a little too. You guys ever heard of goldfish in a bag? <laughs> It's such a weird way to take myself. Like I went, so as a kid, I just used to go to fairs a lot. I live with my grandparents. Um, and so every weekend we go to like some small town to a fair. And I forgot, you just used to give you goldfish in a bag. And it, all that is, it's just dead goldfish walking. That's it. <laughs> like the, it's a plastic bag to toilet expressway for goldfish. It really, I, I remember getting so many of those goldfish. I don't ever remember having a goldfish. <laughs> What happened to all those goldfish? All right, I'll finish there. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Kelly Evans, goldfish murderer. It's fantastic. You're you're exactly right, too. Uh, I'll throw any relationship under the bus for stage time. Like, <laughs> just anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Or to be even on the street sometimes, it's wild. No wonder people think I'm a prostitute because I'm screaming on the street all the time. Uh, we have a couple comedians left. Put your hands together for your next one. It's Jacob Stinson. Love is sweet. Oh, hello. How's it going? Um, so something I'm going through, I recently tore my uh, ACL playing basketball. Yeah, uh, my friend was talking to me about it. He's like, hey, that's actually kind of cool. You're like a professional athlete now. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. If you think that tearing your ACL in the NBA is the same as tearing it in a YMCA. <laughs> or if you think playing against LeBron James is similar to uh, playing against my friend James. I was meeting with my uh, surgeon and he was asking me what I do for work. And I was like, uh, well, I work a desk job. And he was like, oh, that's great. So you don't really need both your knees. Didn't realize my surgeon was going to be a minimalist. He's like, you have both your kidneys? Ah, you're such a hoarder. But I got the surgery. And uh, they do surgery in what they call the OR, which stands for operating room. In hospitals, they abbreviate a lot. But I-F-L-T-G-A-L-O-W-I, which stands for, I feel like they go a little bit overboard with it. 
Like, does anyone know what KW, uh, hold on, uh, low, BKA stands for? See, I even had to think about it, right? I just, I, I discovered it recently. It stands for uh, below knee amputation. Is that what maybe we can like say out loud every time? Like just in case? Because there's no TBs for BKAs. TB of course stands for take backsies. He's like, you amputated his leg? And they're like, yeah, you said the BKA would be good for him. He's like, he was overweight. I was talking about the British Karate Association. Well, uh, we did shed some weight for him. But uh, I'm in uh, physical therapy now. And uh, the best part about physical therapy is when my therapist uh, massages my leg for me. It feels very good. The worst part is when, I, when it causes me to involuntarily moan. You never feel more awkward than when uh, your therapist is massaging your inner thigh, and in a shared physical therapy room, you let out one of these. <sighs> God, yeah, that feels good. Yes, daddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was uh, bedridden for a while. I was on the couch a lot, eating a lot of food at home after the surgery. I was eating a lot of Red Baron frozen pizzas. Yeah, great pizza, a uh, weird mascot choice. If you don't know who the Red Baron is, which I can tell you might not, uh, he was the top fighter pilot for Germany in World War I. And now he's a pizza. I personally found that pretty weird, so I looked up when it came out, the 1970s. Not that big of a time gap, right? Like That's like if in 30 years, you could buy Osama Bin Laden macaroni and cheese. I'm just saying, like, the Red Baron ha was credited with 80 combat victories, which means there's a decent amount of people out there who every time they want to buy a frozen pizza have to look their great-grandfather's killer in the face. I'm just saying, I don't see anyone else doing this. Like, in Germany, I highly doubt that their grocery stores are selling General Patton Wiener Schnitzel. Right? Like, and if you didn't laugh at that, it just means... You know, maybe you don't know as much history as me. Maybe growing up, you didn't have your uh, white Midwestern father tell you every detail of World War II. Uh, general Patton was a famous American general, not only in World War II, but also World War I as well. That is insane. Imagine fighting in a world war and being able to say, don't worry, guys. I've done this before. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. It's a burning thing. Jacob Stinson, everyone. Hooray. We've got two comics left. Stick around for them. And hey, one time, don't feel badly. One time I had physical therapy and he was rubbing me and I actually came. Like I actually had like a literal, his name was Kevin. I remember Kevin Klatt, if you're out there. Wow, he had magic hands. It got awkward after that one time because I tip him and one time I put a 20 in my G-string and I was like, take it out with your teeth. I think our relationship might have been a little inappropriate. Uh, you were, is that not normal? Did not other people don't do that when they tip their physical therapist? Are, are we not supposed to tip physical therapists? Okay, uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Denise Lee. Okay, wow, yeah, I also love Kevin, okay. Um, I recently moved apartments. Uh, I moved to the top of a hill because of that saying, crime doesn't climb. Uh, and it's true, criminals, criminals don't like to climb hills, uh, but, but neither do I. Like, I forget that I also have to climb the hill. 
And there's nothing harder than trying to climb a hill at the end of the day when the will to live is gone. Uh, And so now I'm starting to think like the people who loiter on Market Street, like maybe they just don't want to climb a hill to go home. You know, they're just camping out there until they summon the will to go home. Uh, and there's there's less crime for sure on hills, but when crimes happen, it's it's always by someone who's not only really in shape, but also really ambitious. And I'm kind of jealous of that. Like I don't even think I'm dealing with like criminals anymore. These are just athletes with questionable ethics. You know, like recently I had a package stolen, and I watched the security footage after, and the guy ran so fast, like. I wasn't even mad. I was impressed. Like I started to doubt myself. I was like, congratulations, sir. You worked harder than me for that package. Like you deserve those Pikachu band-aids. You're running so fast you might trip and scrape your knee. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, I don't want kids. And I know I don't want kids because I don't care about recycling. Like, I'll still do it, but I treat recycling the same way I treat Christianity. I don't really believe in it, but I say I do just to keep white people happy. (laughs) Like, I'll practice it, but I haven't really seen any miracles come from it. Okay, moving right along. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Uh, I have have a lot of friends who work in tech uh, because they can pay for dinner. Uh, One of my friends recently told me that he went to a party that Sergey Brin, one of the Google co-founders, was at. And he was like, oh, I couldn't flirt with any of the girls because all the girls were flirting with him. And I was like, I don't think that's the reason they weren't flirting with you. (laughs) Uh, And then I was like, oh, man, I kind of wish I was at that party so I could flirt with Sergey Brin, you know. And he was like, oh, he only goes for (laughs) 19-year-olds. I was like, well, my maturity level is 19, if that helps. (laughs) But then I started thinking, like, how do you you flirt with Sergey Brin, like a Google co-founder? So I Googled how to flirt with Sergey Brin. (laughs) And I was like, dang, I guess I'm kind of flirting with him right now. (laughs) Like, I would go up to him. I'd be like, I learned how to flirt with you, thanks to you. (laughs) Uh, My friend told me he went to an AGI party, which was something I had never heard of. At first, I was like, what's an AGI party? I was like, you don't look like you go to frat parties. (laughs) And then he told me that AGI stands for Artificial General Intelligence, which I feel like is odd that they're so specific about that in their party name, like Artificial General Intelligence Party. It's like they, they're admitting that they don't know a lot about it. It's just like a broad overview. Um, okay, we'll finish with this. Uh, I, don't, I don't really understand why curse words are so bad. Like there was a time when poppycock was an offensive word, and now it's just kind of funny, right? Like maybe one day someone will be like, cunt, and everyone will just giggle. Uh, because like words are, words are only bad if, if we say they're bad, right? Like you could make anything a slur. Like I could be like, Hey, you're such a, I don't know, catalytic converter right now. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Keep it going for Denise Lee. She's a cake sniffer. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was great. Uh, that cake sniffer is a funny thing to say. 
Uh, we have one. We had a drop in who just showed up, so we have two comics left. Lucky you. Eight more minutes of your life. It's it's well spent. Uh, hey, and if anybody, I have I'm a, I have a show at the Condor tonight. I know I have to take a bus, but if anyone wants to drive me, and they're going to North Beach, wow, um, I can probably help you get a guest set. Your next comedian, put your hands together for James Uwakawa. I fell into a ring of fire. Wow, thank you for doing this, Pam. Last minute drop in. Hell yes. This is my costume, you guys. I am an anime character. Yes. Want to live out my dreams, you guys. I'm always told I'm an anime character. Now I'm living it, you know? Yes. Very, you know, low hanging fruit right now. Not too much of a high concept, you guys. Hmm. All right. You know what? Uh, fuck. I feel like you guys have heard all my bits. Shit. The four real people in here? Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, you know what? It's spooky season. I really can't watch horror movies. It's not because I'm a bitch. No. It's uh, because I live in a studio apartment. And whenever I'm done watching a horror movie, I'm just like imagining if someone did break in. Like, uh, you can't really play hide-and-go-seek with a serial killer in a studio apartment. Like, where am I going to hide? In my bathroom that is also part of my room? In my kitchen that is also part of my room? No. My closet that is also part of my room? No. Yeah. Yeah, there's not too much running or hiding at my spot, you guys. Oh, no. A lot of horror movies are set in big environments, right? Because there is a lot of running and hiding. Like sh The Shining, a big-ass hotel. Amityville Horror, a big-ass house. Barbarian, a big-ass Airbnb. Uh, uh, really recommend Barbarian, you guys. But still, you know what I would do if someone did break in? I'm glad you guys all look very concerned right now. Yes, I would uh, take off of my clothes and get naked. Yeah, because I'm Asian. I'm generally very hairless and just cover myself in cooking oil. Uh, I don't know, just sort of all like, I'll become like a wet slippery seal and wiggle my way out of the serial killer's arms, you know? Uh, the guy breaks in, just sees me, a naked Asian man covered in oil. He's just sort of like, what the fuck? Why are you hard right now? And I'm all like, you're breaking and entering. That's my kink. Let's wrestle. Hmm, okay. What else? Uh, you know what, you guys? Uh, I don't use Hinge. I don't, oh, wait. I use Hinge? Anyone here on Hinge? Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Oh, Jacob, what's up? Yeah, fuck yeah. But you know what? I don't fuck with Tinder. Like, uh, Tinder's trash. But you know what? I use Tinder not for, like, dating people. It's more of, like, a vibe check for whatever city I'm in. Yeah, you get to know a lot about, like, a city looking through Tinder profiles. Like, San Francisco, a lot of techies. Uh, they like rock climbing and nature shit, like hiking. And, you know, a lot of non-binary, poly people, right? Feel like Seattle is in Seattle. Seattle Tinder is just less attractive SF Tinder. More Patagonia North Face jackets. I'm like, God damn, everyone's mid as shit in the city. Fuck. Might as well be in San Jose right now. Jesus. Las Vegas. Las Vegas Tinder is just OnlyFans. That's it. The sneak preview to OnlyFans, you guys. But no, my uh, homies and I were driving down to LA. We drove past Modesto. And uh, Modesto Tinder? God damn, the uh, total amount of teeth? Not a lot. Uh, every other person looked like they could have been from Breaking Bad. I'm like, Sheila, how are you saying you're 27? You look 43 right now. Your face looks like a worn-out catcher's mitt. Just broken by the ravages of time. Like, Jesus, apparently people in Modesto age in dog years. I'm like, fucking A. Damn it, all right. But there was one person I don't really want to out, but uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn from Modesto. Her bio just read, uh, the baddest white bitch who wants to fuck with me? No Jews and no Asians. I'm like, wait, what? 
Yeah, I don't think there are enough Jews or Asians in Modesto to have that strong opinion about them. You know? Not too many synagogues or Korean barbecue spots the last time I checked. So I super liked her, right? Changing racism one swipe at a time, you guys. But fuck Modesto. All right, give it up. Give it up for Pam. Change Okay, um, keep your hands clapping. I'm the last comic. Yay, me. Thank you, real people, for being here. It's really nice that you're here. Um, if you see any art on the walls that you want, you know, just uh, take it and give me a dollar. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and I got T-shirts for twenty bucks. If anyone wants a T-shirt, I'm sorry. I'm like ah, just uh, selling things. Hey, hi. I'm really I'm very happy that you're here and supporting live comedy. That's exciting. I just, when I was inside, remembered that I took about two hours ago a 150 milligram THC pill, and I'd forgotten that I'd taken it until my hearing went out, and I was like, this is like 400 dabs at once. It's pretty amazing. It's like everything's ringing. Do you like the weed? Do you smoke the pots? You don't smoke the pot. You do. You look, oh, you eat it. I was going to guess how you did it. I was going to say like, well, you look like you have... 14 vape pens, but none of them work right now. Like you haven't charged them up. They're somewhere. There's like cartridges. You don't know what to do with them. They're starting to turn funny colors. See, I feel like, I feel like if I gave Jacob any uh, fruit or vegetable and a sharp implement, you can make me a smoking device. You don't look like you would use it, but you look like you know how to make it. I actually, the first time you came here, I'm like, is he a narc? Like, this is, this guy's a cop, right? He's going to bust me for something? What are you going to, you do? You, you, you just got a haircut, so you look a little less narky, but no offense. And you look like the art teacher I used to want to bang, so that's fantastic, and I'm excited about that. I did, I did come on the table when I was being rubbed by Kevin Klatt, if you're out there. I don't know where you are, Kevin. And I thought he was so young at the time, but now he was only like nine years younger. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. So, my God. He did this Lomi Lomi thing. I don't know if you know what that means, but he did this thing with his arm and he'd get on my lower back and he'd rub and his face would be so close to me. It was like magic. This guy was so hot, too. He was so hot. I know I'm going to come. Woo! I'm sorry. Sense memory is so powerful. No one else took acting classes. I'll just distance myself from my audience with bizarre that I like to read. Who else likes to read? What's the last book you read? Oh, that's a really good. I just got to, because I pride myself on reading every single, single thing that Stephen King has ever written, and he wrote some things, so I just finished um, Billy Summers, which is fucking amazing. I finished it in like two days. It's really big. It's like TV in your head. Stop watching Netflix. Start reading Stephen King. Oh, so good. And now I just started this new one that he wrote in 2019. So I have to catch up because I've read everything because I'm insane. I like to read. Okay. I'll tell actual jokes because you're real people and I should and you deserve that. Okay. So I do. I say smart things because I went to school for a long time. And um, so... I have this MFA in poetry, and the only value it has is in this joke. <laughs> so that's, but I knew I would never make any money ever because it was just a really poor decision. And um, so I thought I'd write lyrics for songs because that can actually make money. And so I thought I'd write them for death metal because it's only like nine words in those songs. So 
here, here are some songs. And you choose which one you like the best. The first is about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. <laughs> people love porn. And end rhyme, it makes them feel complete. The second song deals with assonance or the rhyming of vowel sounds between words. Ramp rappers call it slant rhyme. At dawn, we chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's about carving up dead, bloated whales in Alaska at dawn. It's a very metal concept. Um, the last song is going to be my big money maker, and it's called 28 Year Olds Lament. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom, why do I still live with my mom? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Light patter. Yeah, that's, that's a death growl. That's also convention of death metal. Okay, well, thank you all for being here. And um, yes, buy a t-shirt and tell your friends we're going to be around for two more months. We do this every Monday and Friday at six. And really great comics like that are at, I mean, he's at Cobbs. He, these all people have amazing shows doing all things all over town, the cheapers and the things and the Cobbs and all the things. So thank you for being here. Everyone have a good night. If anyone wants to give me a ride to the Condor, I'll sure take it. The ring of fire, the ring of fire, and it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire, the ring of fire, the ring of fire, the ring of fire. Touch my heart. La 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 It's not the way you kiss that tears me apart.
baby, it's you. Baby, it's you.
wear black because black is beautiful. Yeah. Black is nasty. Black is evil. Black is a whole lot of all sorts of things, and I'm in it.
sound sandwich from Lucy to Joy, Jimmy to Bobby, and all the kids in the back of the Boulevard driving. Gone! And grooving up the fast forward of one tune on the team tune top ten, the coaster!
Beautiful chicken, man. Look like some of the chickens I raised. How about a leg? I don't need no chicken leg. I got two legs in my own. <laughs> the bread. Did somebody get bread? Bread's over here. I'll get the bread. Oh, yeah. Why, why don't you make a, make a oh, run? You want white bread? Yeah. Okay. If you can find some black, find some black. <laughs> I have now made you a believer. <laughs> I listen to your program every week. What do you think, Miss Sarah? You're a believer. Well, no, like, you know, that's he's really first started, more or less. You know, like, if it wasn't for him, we'd be back listening to Beethoven.
Those local kids who made it big, the Dead Kennedys. Mutiny Radio is what you got going, and if you got some money, honey, we need it just like Lightning Hopkins. So click us some dough, and we know you know. Also, thanks to Sean, Bughouse Sean, for fixing turntables. We've got two channels, two tables. Let's go. You know I get that woman all my money, baby. She taking that money right out of my hand. I give all my money That's why I think about what she's gonna do She taking that money right out of my hand But that woman taking my money, boy She gives that money to another man 
Well, when a man get down and out Don't nobody want him around When a man get down and out Don't nobody want him around He just like a lost sheep from the drove Running around in an old ghost town If I could only call back 20 years, friends I'd tell you what I would do I'd go get me four women, boy I'd bring one of them home to you But there ain't got the one I can't take care of When the world I'm full, that ain't gonna do Call her one time Had a horselum, there was a man who had a horselum down in Demerara. Thank you. 